Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. Um, let's see, any updates between the last episode? Um, I did go out, actually. Um, so a bit of a food corner, more drink corner. Uh, went to a spot called Twin Peaks. Um, it's kind of like a, like a Hooters vibe, but like, uh, I don't know, it's really different. The outfit, I guess, like the aesthetic is kind of like mountainy. What? I don't know. Um, overall, you know, it was, it was definitely a great time. I think it's definitely one of those situations where because of the group I was with, it, it makes the situation and environment way better. Um, but like for me, I always look at the menu every time I go and I'm kind of like, it's okay and i always like see what my friends get like the wings are all right i would say it's probably the best thing i've eaten there um but last night i ate some uh nachos that were ordered and some fries which were good um and then drink wise i had a blackberry margarita which was pretty tasty and then um we did some shots and stuff like that like lemon drops uh tequila shots um and they were going off on some other stuff. But yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Uh, good vibes. Uh, but other than that, nothing too crazy to update you on in my life. Um, so let's get into some news. Um, I did have an update on the Djokovic situation. I think it's going to be the last for a while, maybe. Um, but essentially, his appeal was denied. Um, he left this afternoon to Dubai, which was, I guess, the country he flew out from. Um essentially not not nothing too much like to report um he took it you know pretty well on the chin he's like you know he was upset by it but he understood he respected the ruling um and uh, i think really the only big issue is that he might get a three-year suspension in terms of like not being able to travel to australia uh that might happen with the visa they might not do that though um and then also in terms of the tournament um, it now leaves open an open spot, which, uh, goes to what they call the lucky loser. I learned this from ESPN, kind of just grazing the article real quick, but, um, I guess essentially, um, it's almost like a, like a loser back buy-in or some kind of situation where it's like, Hey, you know, you take it out, but you're not out of the tournament type thing. So that's kind of cool. Um, but some new news, uh, there is a tsunami situation that has um popped off in i believe what is the island the island of tonga um and it's this underwater volcano by the name of hunga tonga hunga hapai um it essentially erupted and um it like from that eruption um has caused like big tsunami waves and stuff. So essentially, um, Japan and then in Hawaii have been really dealing with like just tsunami weather, um, which is crazy. So that kind of popped off um, over the past 24 hours. Um, so our hearts, you know, minds go out to the families, people involved over there. Um, definitely very crazy. Um, but, um, you know, if there's any more updates on that, we will definitely keep you posted. Um, and I got this from the BBC News, uh, if you ever want to get, like, the actual stats or whatever and see some more pictures and whatnot. Um, also, there is um, some news coming out about some student loan stuff, um, at least uh, Navient. 
Um, but they reached a 1.85 billion predatory student loan loans accord. Um, I got this from Bloomberg Wealth and Equality section. Um, that's a mouthful, especially coming out of Bloomberg. Um, but essentially, an 8 point or 1.85 billion dollar settlement was reached with 39 states and agreed to cancel about 66,000. Yeah, 66,000 student loans to resolve claims that uh, the company used predatory lending practices. Um, So, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Um, I know it's still shitty that uh, Joe Byron didn't, um, you know, forgive those loans, didn't cancel that debt. But um, it is good to see that at least um, some of the loans that were like just doing shit that was really locking up people. And, like, just completely cutting off their future before it even started in college, um, you know, from getting any money. Because you can't get out of those kind of money holes. Um, you know, I don't know if some people do know this or not know this. But when you even go out to even file bankruptcy, you can't even shed off a student loan. Like, it's stuck to you. The best you can do is kind of defer it for some times. You can kind of dodge it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the interest is going to wind up piling up. And it just makes it even worse. Um, you know, all the while you're trying to deal with the normal stresses of life and getting by. So it's like, even though you might even be going for a great job career and you go through college and you get it, now you still are shackled with all of that debt. And, um, you know, you gotta make your living. Like you haven't even got your first paycheck. You haven't even gotten your job yet. Um, and I can't even imagine now with COVID going around how crazy that is. Um, but essentially this is definitely a dub, um, like I said, it'd be nice to see more of this in the future, but, um, you know, we'll definitely see. I didn't know that this was like a kind of a spinoff offshoot of Sally Mae. That was something else I learned from this article. I was like, okay, cool. Um, me personally, I uh, did a little bit of like, I did like one semester of college for shit that hit the fan for me. But um, just that alone was like $1,000. Um, that I had to pay back from, like, FAFSA, which was really annoying. But um, we did it. We got through it. Um, I'm actually, uh, cheers to that. Um. Ooh. But I got some more news. There was another update. Or not update, but uh, I guess you could say some breaking news. That popped off overnight. Popped off as a bad choice of words. But... I said it. Um, I got this from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. The headline is, uh, Texas officials say all hostage safe out of Coryville Synagogue. Hostage taker dead. Um, So I didn't get the name of the person who was um, holding the people hostage in the synagogue. Uh, but essentially, they were doing a live stream on Facebook for their service, something, you know, a lot of uh, church services are doing now with COVID and everything like that. Um, but essentially, this man was guised as a homeless person, and he had a gun on him, and then he got in, and um, as people were realizing, some people were able to flee, and he did chase them out with his gun, but he didn't shoot, Um but then essentially he did go back into the synagogue and hold about four people hostage. And in that situation, you know, the cops came. Um, I believe the situation was kind of resolved. Um, 
pretty fast. Like, it seems like it was around, like, 9.15, I believe, is kind of when it kind of starts on the clock. And then it seems around, yeah, about 10.15, 10.12, it's all kind of resolved. Yeah, 10.15, it's all kind of resolved in terms of what happens next. But essentially, um, he's talking to a negotiator. I'm not sure if in that conversation he does get the chance to talk to his actual brother, but he is, like, kind of saying some things, um, and I only got to get snippets of what was said, and I didn't deep dive, because, um, kind of just how it was, kind of resolves, um, but essentially, he is talking to them, or he's talking to the negotiator, he's saying, hey, I, I, you know, I know I shouldn't have done this, you know, but this is what's gonna happen, I know I'm probably gonna die now, um, but he's like, he's like, I'm glad no one's hurt so far, or anything like that, um, and then he also goes on to mention some things about freeing his sister, which is, goes by the name of, um, let's see if I can pronounce it right, Afia Siddiqui, um, but kind of in those kind of, you know, rantings or whatever, um, the police, I think, are kind of formed up and everything like that, um, and I believe they kind of make entry, and as they're making entry, he shoots himself, or the shooting kind of ensues, um, but no, none of the hostages were hurt, they all made it out, you know, alive, and that was good, um, but essentially, just a very dicey, scary situation, but the name that he mentioned, the sister that he mentioned, quote-unquote, wasn't actually his sister, um, actually, um, people in association with Sevilla Siddiqui, uh, you know, completely disavowed that person, they're like, hey, we do not stand with you, that is not her brother, um, but essentially, this is a name that was new for me, but, um, she also has gone by the, she hasn't gone by this, this was dubbed by, like, counter-terrorism, you know, people or whatever, but they, they called her Lady Al-Qaeda, and I guess essentially, she was someone, as a Pakistani woman who, and I, you know, turns out that she is a doctor, you know, she graduated, um, but essentially, she was in Afghanistan, they caught her with documents on, like, how to make bombs and chemicals and things like that, um, they arrested her, and then while she was detained, uh, she was able to get her hands on a soldier's rifle, um, and then proceeded to, like, shoot at, you know, the soldiers, um, none of them were shot, but she was shot then in the stomach, and I believe in the stomach, she was wounded in the stomach, and, um, you know, she survived, and then essentially, it all kind of led up and racked up to like about 86 years in prison. And so it turns out she is currently being held in Fort Worth, um, where this all took place. I believe Coryville is, is in there in Texas somewhere. Um, you know, it's always bigger in Texas. But essentially, um, I guess this was part of, you know, what his demands were for these, you know, the, these hostages was her freedom, um, but I mean, essentially, that was definitely something that was obviously not going to happen, but, um, just something interesting, just an interesting tip, because it, it kind of unlocked something for me, because I did not know anything about this, and I mean, there's definitely two sides of this coin in terms of how she is looked at, um, obviously, you know, from the American side of things, Western side of things, she's looked at as, you know, a terrorist, um, you know, a you know, very evil person, you know, trying to do, you know, bad things. Um, but in the Pakistani, 
you know, people, they actually look at her as, you know, a person of the nation and they look at her as a martyr. And, um, you know, it just kind of goes to show this is definitely the differences of perspective. You know, we've talked about that before on the podcast where it's like, you know, there's definitely there's different sides there's different, you know, points of vision on this kind of stuff. And it's important to see both sides of it. Um, you know, I'm not sure if there's going to be any more. I'm hopefully there's going to be more updates like on the person's name or things like that. Um, if there's any more ties or connections, we'll definitely try to get that on the podcast on an update or something like that. Um, but our last story here, um, kind of a little bit lighter, but, um, Mexico seizes 380,000, um, boxes of Kellogg cereal. I got this from the Associated Press. Um, essentially it, Mexico seized, uh, boxes of cornflakes, Special K and other Kellogg cereal claiming the boxes had cartoon drawings on them in violation of recently enacted laws aimed at improving children's diets. Um, they also go on to further say that, like, there wasn't enough, like, uh, nutritional content on there, too. Um, like, it just wasn't labeled properly. So they just didn't want them sold in their country. And I won. I, I applaud them because, hell yeah, they shouldn't be selling that shit anyway. It's bad, schlocky-ass fucking crap. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to eat it and cover it in, se- in sugar because, you know, I'm not trying to live for a long time. Um, but it's good to have those kind of, you know, well, I guess you say laws. Yeah, laws. Um, just trying to make sure that, you know, you're keeping everything on the level for the kids eating your food. And hopefully, I guess we take a, you know, lesson out of that maybe. Um, but at the same time, once again, I am still a hypocrite who is eating all that schlocky ass nasty cereal. In fact, I would be eating like Captain Crunch for sure. I'd have been like, that's not a loss for me. I'm not eating special K. <laughs> um, but essentially, yeah, that wraps it up. Um, let's see. It's chill time. It's chill time. It's chill time. Um, I got a Patreon. It's, uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah news. If you would like to chuck me $5, I will shout you out on the podcast. It's pretty cool. Um, Also, you can hit me up on Gmail. I believe I got a Gmail account. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, It's IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. If I'm wrong on that, I'll update that again on the next pod. Um, Then I got a Facebook, and that's Isaiah underscore news. I got um, the Facebook is IsaiahNews1, if you want to check that out, as well as um, I think... Uh, Isaiah News is also the Instagram. I'm pretty uniform there for the most part. <laughs> um, but yeah, by all means, shoot me a um, a shout out if you want to talk to me, update me, um, let me know if I got something wrong, and I'll try to always correct it on my corrections corners. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of uh, what else you can do to help out, um, I got a Spotify you know, if you're listening to it on that, hit that bell, hit the follow, rate me, please. Um, also, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM Podcast. I mean, we're pretty much on all kinds of things. Um, you know, I check out my YouTube channel. It's got more of the same stuff. Might be adding more things in the future, but, you know, who knows? Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Um, and then hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. Love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.